Hey everyone, this is Anthony Grants, and I want to introduce you all to this podcast. It's called Superstar PR, and it's all about entertainment insider chats with Nikki, the founder of the PR agency, Nikki Inc. This podcast chats with some serious entertainers and media insiders, always choosing people who are making a difference in the entertainment world and who have cool stories to share. Happy listening. Hi everyone, this is Nikki with Superstar PR and it's never a dull day. I handpick my guests because they're usually people that wow me. And today I'm going to let this gem introduce herself before you find out who she is. Hi everyone. So I am, I do a whole bunch of different things. So I'm known for the many passionate things. Uh, Nikki and I have spoken about that, that I suffer from the plight of the multi-passionate because I have many different things that um, I am passionate about and I do. So one of the things I'm involved in is I'm an educator of over 20 years and an educational technologies consultant, uh, which means that I've traveled across Canada and worked with students, teachers, parents on different types of educational technologies that we use in schools, primarily Google and Microsoft. Um, I'm also the author of two wellness books, uh, one that will be launching next week, um, actually, and then I have my own book that will launch later this year. I'm also the editor and senior writer at two Canadian national magazines. Uh, What else can I tell you? Um, I do modeling and acting on the side as well, so you might have seen me um, in that capacity. And I'm a mom, a wife, a happiness coach. That's important because that ties into our interview today. I'm also a Reiki master. And I think that sums it all up. Oh my God, guys, she's like a really busy woman and she's so lovely. Her name is Teresa Greco. Welcome, Teresa. Thank you for being here. Thank you. You know, um, I think that your bio, sometimes I make people read their bios because they get tired in the end. And I'm like, see, you do a lot. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know what? Um, I think that this, this book coming out of yours now, um, and maybe you could tell our readers what it's about. Okay. So it's a co-authored book that basically, um, it's called the decision to heal pathways from suffering to love. And it basically features the story of six different authors, me being one of them. And we are each telling our story of our path from suffering to love. So really the book has the the shared vision that we want people to know that they're not alone in their suffering. Each of the authors shares their own personal stories, um, challenges, hardships that they had to endure and that we still endure daily, right? That it's not that you arrive at a position of feeling like uh, happy and loved and feeling great all the time, right? That life happens and it really is a journey and it is a process of learning different things about you, but um, learning what strategies really work for you to keep you in a really great place. And so my chapter in the book Uh, talks about really my, it talks about my awakening. It also talks about the principles and strategies and methods that I incorporated into my life to arrive at a very happy 
and peaceful and fulfilled place that basically my chapter starts with me talking about how approaching 40 was a turning point in my life that it wasn't a midlife crisis per se but it was an opportunity for me to start asking some really important questions about my life so questions such as am I happy living the life I'm living can I imagine living the same life for the next 40 years um, could I be doing more with my life so the big question was am I living my life's true purpose and full potential here on earth Ooh. and that that stemmed though from me feeling like what else could I be doing what else could I do or be in order to feel more fulfilled and so what was very puzzling for me and in sharing my story I'm connecting with a lot of people who feel the same that what was puzzling is that from the outside my life look, looks perfect I have you know a beautiful home and, and a husband and healthy children and you know a vacation a year and cars in my driveway and like everything looks lovely so how is it that somebody has everything but then yet still feels unfulfilled and as if something is missing and that and then that desire that stems from what else could I do and what else could I be more than I already am and so this low point in my life and asking these questions then allowed me to actually figure out through the process through the principles and, and practices that I implemented that I had lost myself in the living of my life and that I was so caught up in all the things that I needed to do and be that I was not living my authentic self I was not living like my authentic life that I had and which I believe we are all conditioned to think that happiness and the things that we need to achieve in life are always external to us. That until we acquire all of these different things, so like possessions, you know, that bag, um, those vacations, that fancy car, that uh, position at work, that relationship, that those questions like, you know, once, once I get that, then I'll be happy. But then you realize that when you acquire those things, you finally get that advancement at work or you go on that vacation that you feel good for a bit, but then you, you start feeling the same way again, unfulfilled and empty. And so in me trying to fulfill all the expectations that everybody had for me, so societal expectations, cultural, familial, religious, um and and friends and just in general being a woman that in me trying to fulfill all of those external expectations for who i was supposed to be that i was never living my authentic self ever because i was trying to be the perfect wife the perfect mom the perfect employee perfect daughter perfect six sister all of these things because people are very vocal about telling you what they want you to do and so in me trying to feel um accepted valued appreciated loved that you do all these things for others and in doing that i was never fulfilling myself and because i was always looking for that external recognition and so in asking those questions it basically well what happened was it brought me to a medium and I wanted 
I wanted to strengthen my relationship with God. So I've always been, um, I'm more a spiritual person now than I am a religious person. I, you know, I grew up Catholic. And so I always had a relationship with God. But I felt like, again, because something was missing, I'm like, I need like some kind of help or guidance, because I'm not, I'm, I'm not feeling good in my skin, like at all. Um, and so I went to a medium. And I said, you know, I really want to hear from God, like, I don't know what else to do. I ask God every day, how can I serve every day? And all the things that I do, I want to make a positive difference. Like in my teaching, like I said, I've been teaching over 20 years. Oh, you just years. gave me chills because that's like so honest. It's true. And, that's, and, that, and, and that really stemmed from my desire to want to please everybody is that how can I help? How can I help? What, what, what difference can I make? What positive difference can I make in, in the lives of the people that I'm going to touch today? And so um, when I went, the response was, you need to meditate. And I was like, okay, I don't know what, what that means. Like I had been praying my whole life, but meditate I didn't know what that and they don't talk about that so different yeah yes so different exactly so different right and so I was like okay so then fortunately for me there was a meditation center uh very close to my home and so I called them and I said listen like spirit is telling me that I need to meditate but I don't know what that means or how I'm supposed to do it or what it is they said listen we have a monthly group if you'd like to come and join, um, you can be part of the group and we will show you what to do and then just take it from there. So basically I went and I would say probably for one year, every time I went, I cried because the experience is it's out of body. It is really an out of body experience because you don't feel your physical self anymore, right? You are just spirit in that space. And what I learned when you said it's very different from praying is that Praying is you speaking out to spirit, right? You know, I need this. I'm sorry for this. Help me with this. It's all you speaking. Meditation, on the other hand, is you being quiet. <laughs> you stilling yourself enough where you are a blank slate and you open yourself to receive messages from spirit, from your own spirit, and from and whoever else wants to communicate with you because in the spirit world there's there's lots of people that make up the universe so there's lots that can communicate with you but um that's why I cried every time because I was like um so taken aback by how profound experiences but the most is how much love there is on the other side and what happened was I realized that I didn't have love for myself when i was able to tap in i do tap into that unconditional like the the un, like unconditional abundance of love that is for you on the other side that i was not feeling in my everyday like for myself and then from people around me that i always felt like i was never meeting expectation ever but it that that's all because it stemmed from me right? Because yeah. I wasn't loving myself. I wasn't respecting, honoring myself. And because I wasn't doing that, other people around me weren't either. And, wow. so this whole, 
And through this whole process, what I learned is that it all starts with you, right? That if you feel like your partner isn't a certain way with you, he's not affectionate, he's not a good listener, he's not helpful, he's not, well, it's because you need to start doing those things first. And then all of a sudden it shows up. So that quote from Gandhi, be the change that you wish to be, to see in the world. I love that quote because it says, be the change you need if, to see in the world. So it means you have to do the, you have to be the change. You have to make those changes first and then you will see it in the world around you. Yes. You know, that, that kind of leads me to something I was said to by a mentor who said, you'll find what you're looking for. So if I'm looking for love, I meet love. If I'm looking for problems, I find problems. I look for love. (laughs) But you have to, it's not, but looking is again, you looking outside of yourself for love. This is not there. It's you loving yourself first. And then it shows up. Yeah. It's all about what you do in here first. All of it. It's Nikki, it is, honestly the weirdest thing that all the relationships I had issues with I have no problems with them anymore because I have healed myself wow. all of it it's the it's like all anyone who I felt like like you know to be a bit vulgar anyone who I thought always shit on me for everything that I did wrong it was because I was shitting on myself wow so what I learned is that instead of me being my greatest cheerleader I was my my worst critic my worst enemy the things that I had been saying to myself like for years so the negative self-talk that I was that I've been that I work on still to change because old habits want to want to creep in but the negative self-talk where I was I'm not skinny enough I'm not smart enough I'm not pretty enough um, I'm not kind enough I'm not generous enough I'm not helpful enough I'm not it's all the I'm not that float into your head because maybe you were bullied when you were younger. People put limiting beliefs into your head about your abilities, right? How many times I had people said, well, you can't be an A student or you want to do that. Well, you don't have that what it takes to do that. You're not a good athlete. You're not, you don't have, you know, a, a fast enough body to do that, a skinny enough body to do that. Like it's on and on and on all the negative things that people say to you growing up that then becomes your own self-talk. It becomes what you say to yourself when people aren't there. And that's the worst. I I had, I read this thing about young girls reaching a peak in self-esteem at eight and then it goes down for the rest of their life. Wow. Isn't that heartbreaking? Yeah. I just got goosebumps all over at eight. Oh no. Yes. And then little girls start hearing all these negative things from people and wow, we got to change that. We got to tell these girls at nine, 10, 11, when they're going through a change that it's beautiful, they're beautiful. Right. Yeah. Because we owe this to, I have goosebumps too. We owe it to the little girls, you know, like I have a daughter. I think you have a daughter too, right, Teresa? Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, okay. So let me ask you, um, what would your reader get from reading your story? So basically, my chapter is entitled Steps to True Inner Happiness. And so it talks about the principles and practices that I implemented in my life to get me to a place of happiness and self-love. So some of the practices that I talk about in this book, number one is meditation. So the big difference of what it means to understand that you are a spirit 
having a human experience, right? That we're not humans with like maybe a deep spirit in here. No, <laughs> I'm actually spirit in a human body. And, and that's, and that's like arriving at that understanding, huge, right? Is my, is my whole life, right? It didn't happen to me before I reached 40 where I was like, oh, it's not me, a human going around trying to experience, uh, you know, experience God in the things that I do, that I am spirit, I am God, because we are all children of God, um, having a human experience. Love it. Thank you. Thank you. So oh, meditation is, um, that's one of the things I talk about and just like how to get started because I was there too, that I didn't know um, how to get started. But like, and I talk about some of the things that you can do to try to help with that. Um, the second thing I talk about is again, that is recognizing the negative self-talk. And that's, and that is really the awakening is that recognizing and being cognitive of the messages that you are telling yourself all the time. And so to correct that messaging, I then talk about the use of positive affirmations mm -hmm. and how important it is to rewrite the negative self-talk into, into a talk that actually shows love for yourself and serves you in the process. So positive affirmations. So saying things about yourself that, that are true right? I am enough. I am love. I am peace. I am beautiful. I am smart. I am strong. I am kind. I'm a good mother. I am, I am, I am. And so using the word I am before all of it as well, because you already embody all of those things. Um, that I would say is another huge awakening for me was understanding that I don't have to be more and I don't have to do more. I am perfect and whole, just as I am, like now. I know I'm not going to be perfect, not going to be extra great if I do all these things. I'm already great, like just now. I don't have to be more. Like I'm, like that's the thing. Like and that was like, oh, it, it was like a huge, huge weight. Yes, right. That I can, that I am. Like I have everything, and everything that I was searching for, I already have inside me I just had to discover that and uncover what's inside of ourselves so I now have learned that our true life purpose and full potential is you recognizing that about yourself Ooh. that you are that's big I like that I have to take a sip to that I like that <laughs> it, was, it was big when I recognized that too I was like Oh, so my true purpose is just me uncovering everything that's inside me. So me discovering who I was meant to be in this life, that it's not about me going to do big and grandiose things for other people. It's me discovering who I'm supposed to be in this life. And everyone around me helps me to do that. It helps me to learn more about who I am on, on the inside, what I'm capable of, what strength and courage I have, what stamina, what patience, what love, like all of the, life is lessons. It's all lessons. Everything that you experience and do is all lessons to show you more about yourself and more about the life that you came down here to lead, to show you like what you came down here to learn.
this is like, this feels like you uncovered at a really younger point in life, what a lot of people uncover much later. So would you say, Teresa, that all of these lessons that came to you changed how you live your life day to day? Absolutely. Like it's, that's awesome. And understanding that I have complete control over like the life that I do lead because I recognize it all starts with me. So if I want, if things outside myself, so because your reality mirrors you. So if things are not going well in your life, you need to look at yourself and say, what do I need to change? Right? So like I said, if your partner isn't being or doing what you want, you have to look inward and say, am I behaving like that too? <laughs> do I also do those things to other people? Yep. So all of those situations where people are annoying you or irritating you, those are your learning opportunities to say, hmm, have I also been guilty of some of these same things? And so what happens is when you forgive yourself for maybe doing some of these things in the past and say, okay, you know, yes, I have been guilty of those things, same things, that's not great. I'm going to try to be different. Then you notice those problems go away. Oh, it's wow. Honestly, yes. it, it's like miraculous. So when they say that you can create your own reality, yeah, because when you change, well, it has also to do with projection and perception. That's also like a big part of this is like what you perceive your reality to be, which again, starts with like what you think your reality is, which it may not, it's probably not as you think it is. And therefore what you're perceiving is also just part of what you think it is again. Yeah. It's your story. So, it's what you bought into. I think it was Dwayne, the rock Johnson who said that as his life got bigger, he had to rewrite the story because the story of his childhood had no semblance to what his life was becoming. Wow. Isn't that cool? Yeah. Yeah. But that was because he was probably doing something on the inside and therefore then seeing it on the outside. So Absolutely. yeah. And so when you recognize what power you have over your reality and what you see and are a part of what power you have over that, and it's all because it's within you. So you change your perspectives, so change your thoughts, change your life. It really is. Look at the in a positive way, be yeah. grateful, right? That's another big part of my book is having a gratitude practice, but being like, I am, I show gratitude all day long. From the moment I wake up, I'm like, uh, I wait, I open my eyes and I'm like, I have another day today. Like, thank you. I survived the night and I have another day today. And Beautiful. like, and you know, my interview with you today is a, is a, one of the huge highlights of my day. Oh, yeah. Like I, I said to everyone that I wished I had recorded our first conversation because it would help so many people. If I could just forward that along, my friends would all be like, who's this Teresa? <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I call you a love bug. So that's your nickname. You're a love bug, Teresa, but give me three words that describe your life now. Happy loved so I um now that I love myself I can see the love other people have for me I I didn't believe people really loved me aside from my children I believe that people didn't really love me 
And that's, and again, it all stemmed from how I saw myself. I didn't really love myself and therefore felt that other people didn't love and appreciate me either, but it's because I wasn't doing it to myself. So it all starts with you. Um, so happy, love, and I, I would say grateful. I'm so, I'm so grateful for the life that I have. Um, it's blessed with so many beautiful things, uh, lots of beautiful people. Um, so those are those three words. Oh, I love it. Okay. So here's a fun question I have. If you could have lunch with anyone dead or alive, who would it be? So I would choose Wayne Dyer. I would say that he was one of my first mentors, um, in a, in a literary way. So I was able to, um, tap into Wayne Dyer's work while he was still alive. And then the day after he passed was a day that um, I personally was doing some, I, I was doing something really big. I had decided, I can't, I don't really want to talk about it in this interview, but um, I was like, wow, like today is the day that you decided to, to go to the other side. And it's just because he had come down to do everything that he, he needed to do and, and he was ready to go on. Um, because we weren't expecting the, the day that he passed. Um, so nevertheless, I read like lots of his different books and audiobooks and listened to so many of his talks. And he um, just like an incredible person, like I encourage anybody to pick up like any of his work. He's, he's got, I don't know how many books he's written, but he's with Hay House, right? Hay House Publications, Dr. Wayne yeah. Dyer. Yeah. You know what, listeners, I can second that motion. Everything I've read by Dr. Wayne Dyer, I've had to reread. It's beautiful. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter what you pick up. And he has actually one of his later um, books. So if you look at, um, I can't, I guess maybe it would kind of spoil it, but one of his, the, one of the books he released like very close to, to his passing um, talks about everything he's learned over his entire life and how everything happened for a reason and it all led to something else so people that he met he would need later on for something else that would happen and that there's this really very interconnected web that we're not aware of like how the universe connects us all and it's that is miraculous but it also under allows us to understand how we're all one. We're all part of collective consciousness and that what we do to ourselves, we are doing to others. And when we do it to others, we are doing it to ourselves. So when we are kind and loving to others, we are being kind and loving to ourselves and vice versa. When we are being kind and loving to us, we are always being kind and loving to others. Well, so well said. And you know what? I'm, I'm really excited about this book. I can't wait to pick it up. And when is this book out and where can we buy it? So let me show it to you. So yes, this please. is, as I said, the decision to heal from, I know it's beautiful. Yeah. From pathways from suffering to love. Like I said, it's because people are sharing their, and every path is different, right? Everyone's path is unique and, and different. And the idea is for people to know that they're not alone in their suffering that I felt I felt alone. I felt like I couldn't talk to anybody. I felt like nobody would understand. And that's not true. No, nope. no, we, we are more alike than we are not alike. Yeah. And 
you know, um, about how we are all connected. There's a lady named Lynette Jameson with the Seed Movement. And I would so give you a hug right now. And she says that we all have 144 souls that we meet in this life that are for us. It's a lot of people for us. Yeah. 144, she <laughs> yes. says. 144. So yeah. like, you know what? That would be like, you're one of my 144. Maybe I'm one of your 44. We connect you to other things, but it's like a really good, you know, thank you to the universe for giving us all 144. Yes. I wonder where I have to find out where she come, came up with that. Number. Yes. Check out the seedmovement.com. I think she explains it there and she's got some free meditations, but thank you, Teresa Greco for this beautiful interview. Um, I think I'm so proud of this conversation and I'm so glad we got it recorded because now I can just start forwarding this to everyone. And, you know, to our listeners, I, I will be sure to do a giveaway with this book. So you'll all see it on my Instagram platform. And Teresa, I think that you are a person we should clone on this planet. You're just lovely. And let's have more Teresa's out there because I think, you know, if we could inspire people to just look inward and love what's inside, then we wouldn't have so many people who believe they're broken. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. It, but Nikki, it's hard to go inside. It's hard to look at the demons and the skeletons. It's hard to look at the hurt. Nobody wants to visit the hurt no. because, because of that, it really hurts. But we're not going to be able to forgive and let it go until we do. And when we understand that it's not, it's just part of our story, but it's not who we are. Like we are not broken. We are whole and perfect all the time. We are not our mistakes and we are not the mistakes that have happened to us either. That it's just all about lessons and we're not like less because we've had things happen to us. And that we are, we are always untouched. Our soul or our spirit is always untouched regardless of what we've gone through on the outside. But I would say most importantly is remembering that your past you don't have to allow that to come in and ruin your present moment. That, and that's another thing that I talk about is just being in the moment and appreciating where you are now. Like I am fully engaged in what you and I are doing right now. And like this will imprint itself within me forever because I'm completely here. I'm not thinking about what happened to me last week or when I was a little kid or what I have to do later. I'm completely here. And that's, this is the only moment that really counts. Um, I mean, I could talk to you forever about just like how the brain sabotages our present moment. Oh, that my God, that's so interesting. Oh my gosh, Teresa, we need to do like a 2.0 interview for that. That is a really, that is a really big thing to wake up to is to understand how your brain functions and to understand like exactly what kind of machine it is. But because of the type of machine, and I'm talking about in the sense that we are habitual beings, that our body functions on the autonomic system, where we don't say, okay, take that next breath, and then you do it, and stomach, digest my food, and heart, pump my blood, and like, we don't, the body does all of this on its own, and the mind is a miraculous machine that controls all of it for us. But we actually live 95% of our day in that, in that subconscious mind that is controlling everything without us even thinking about it. So 
if we understand how our brain how our brain works and we'll understand how it sabotages our present moment with our past all the time yes mm-hmm. unless we're kind of you know intentionally focusing on what the brain does and i think that people should follow you on your social accounts because there is a lot of goodness in what you share online. So can you tell our listeners where they can find out more about you? Yes, thank you. So I have a Facebook page and Instagram page that is Teresa Greco underscore steps to happiness. And then on Facebook, I have a similar page as well. Um, Teresa, I believe it's Teresa Greco steps to happiness there too. Um, I forgot to say that the book's available next Tuesday on all major book retailers. So Amazon, um, Indigo, Chapters, Barnes and Noble, like anywhere that you could buy a book. Um, it's available on any of those sites. And next that week. is so exciting. I can't wait to pick it up. And I'm probably going to place a pre-order right now. Teresa, thank you. thank you, darling. Thank you for this. Thank you for your time. Thank you for your story. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And we thank hope you to have too. you come back again. Yes, please. We, you know, I, I really think that that's going to be a valid thing to talk about, understanding how the brain works. Like I said, we can save it for another time. Thanks for tuning in to Superstar PR. New episodes are available every other Friday. And you know, we would love your feedback. So please rate and review us on Apple Podcast. And be sure to subscribe to Superstar PR on your favorite streaming service and visit www.nikkiinc.ca to sign up for podcast alerts and notifications. Thank you so much for listening.